0: Howard Fielding resides in a small, rent-controlled apartment. He's lived there for years, refusing to leave his home. The apartment reflects that of the tastes of an elderly veteran, neat and tidy, although quite a bit dusty in recent months. Two upholstered chairs fill the majority of the living room area, one with a pile of neatly stacked newspapers on it. Between the two chairs is a side table with a small lamp and a bag of cat treats upon it. A folded flag hangs from the wall, along with an assortment of certificates and medals. Next to the kitchenette area is a small wooden table and chairs, with two play settings. One of them has a cat water dish and food dish laid neatly side by side. A corner bookshelf contains books, along with a chessboard and a box of chess pieces. There is no television, phone, or computer in sight. Howard enters from the bedroom and closes the door, dressed in a pair of outdated denim jeans and a polo shirt. He crosses to the front door and looks through the peephole, then opens it up and picks up the newspaper outside, closes the door quickly, and locks it. He sits in his easy chair, opens the paper, and begins to read the front page.
1: Would you look at that, Tybald? It gets worse and worse every day. The whole world going to hell in a handbasket. Am I right? Tybalt, quit hiding. I've got some cat treats. They're your favorite. Come on out, you big scaredy cat. There are no visitors. Come out, Tybalt. Okay, you're lost. I'll eat them myself.
0: Howard pretends to eat some cat treats.
1: Mm, You don't know what you're missing.
0: A letter is slipped beneath the front door. He picks it up and opens
1: it. Ah, what do we have here? Another shot across the bow? Dear Mr. Fielding, We've been more than accommodating. Blah, 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 blah. This is your final notice. Huh. That's what they said in the last notice, didn't they, Tibbled? Do they think they can frighten me? A knock at the
0: door startles Howard, who then tiptoes to the door and peers through the peephole.
1: Just the grocery boy, Tibbled, No reason to be afraid.
0: He rummages in his wallet for some cash and slides it under the door. He looks through the peephole, then undoes the chain, opens the door, and picks up the paper grocery bag. He closes the door and locks it. He empties the contents onto the kitchenette's counter. Cans of tuna, crackers, bread, peanut butter, and cat treats, and puts them away in the cupboard.
1: Now, time for the crossword.
0: He sits back down and opens the newspaper to the crossword and begins filling it in.
1: I think I've done this one before. They must be recycling the puzzles, Tibbled. They're not smart enough to come up with new ones. But I'm smart enough for all of us, aren't I?
0: Another knock at the door startles Howard. He goes to it and looks through the peephole.
1: What do you want?
0: Mr. Fielding, I wish to speak with you. Howard opens the door a
2: crack, still secured by the chain.
1: Are you from management?
2: No, Mr. Fielding.
1: From the co-op?
2: No, I'm, I'm not from the co-op.
1: Then who are you, then?
2: If you would please open the door so we can talk.
1: Are you selling anything?
2: No, I'm not.
1: Because I'm not buying anything.
2: That's quite all right. Howard undoes the chain and
0: opens the door. A woman walks in, dressed in casual attire, yet with an unmistakable air of professionalism. She warmly smiles as she peruses the room. She moves to the chair, neatly stacked with
2: newspapers, and stands beside it.
1: You look harmless enough. So who are you?
2: Hello, Mr. Fielding. I'm Miss Terry.
1: From the Veterans Administration?
2: May I sit down?
0: A bit embarrassed, Howard removes the newspapers from the second chair and puts them on the floor.
1: It's been a long time since Tybalt and I have had any visitors. Tybalt? He's a tabby. An orange one. A bit shy. Doesn't come out when strangers are here. I see. I know it's been a while since my last physical, but I'm as healthy as a horse, I assure you. Never felt better. You can write that down in my file.
2: So, it's been a long time since you've had any visitors. That's right. Are we talking weeks? Or months?
1: Presidential administrations. I see. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but it has been a while. I can't really say offhand. You're not an attorney, are you? An attorney? From the building. From management.
2: No, I'm not an attorney.
1: Sometimes you can never tell who a person really is.
2: Why are you avoiding management, Mr. Fielding?
1: I've been living in this apartment for well a long while. It's rent-controlled, you see, so my rent is very reasonable. I don't want or need anything more than this, but management's been pressuring me. They want me to move. I think the owners are behind it. If I move out, they can triple the rent or more.
2: So, you don't get out much?
1: I don't go out at all. Not to the bank or the grocery store? I don't leave the building.
2: Then how do you conduct your day-to-day business?
1: My VA checks are deposited directly into my bank account. The grocery store delivers, as does the newspaper. I send my bills in the mail drop and I put my garbage down the chute. That's all I need.
2: So you sequester yourself away to avoid running into the superintendent?
1: I'm protecting myself, Miss Terry.
2: What kind of life is that?
1: One I can afford.
2: But if you have a legal right to stay, Mr. Fielding, what do you have to fear from management?
1: I'm just one man, alone. And management has attorneys. They could file papers in court, serve me with a summons, inundate me with Schedule A and Addendum B. Who knows? I could miss a deadline, and then they'll find a loophole somewhere to kick me out.
2: Have you considered that by avoiding management you're missing out on many other worthwhile experiences?
1: Of course I know that, but Miss Terry, it seems as time goes on, I become more and more like Tibbled. Even if the door were left open, he wouldn't leave. He's content just sitting on the windowsill and watching the traffic and the people below. Birds land on the ledge outside and he just loves that. I feed the birds, you see. I put breadcrumbs out there because Tybald enjoys them so much.
2: Where's Tibbled
1: now? Hiding under the bed. Or in the closet, I imagine. Like I said, he doesn't care much for strangers.
2: Can you find him? I'm very interested in meeting him. Perhaps, if we met, I would no longer be a stranger.
1: Oh, I don't see much point in that. He'll put up a fight, claws and all. Besides, you're not coming around regularly now, are you? You're just checking up on me, updating my VA file, right? You're
2: right. I was sent to check on you.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, forgive me. My manners aren't what they should be. Tybalt can tell you that. We've we've kind of just grown accustomed to being our own company. No formalities, you see. Can I offer you something to drink? Coffee? Or tea? No, thank you. If I'd have known you were coming, I would have dusted or maybe swept up a bit.
2: That's not necessary.
1: That's what I keep telling Tybald. Who's to enjoy the cleanliness anyway? It doesn't matter to us, really.
2: Would you like to take a walk with me, Mr. Fielding?
1: You mean around the park or something? Out there?
2: Yes. Around the park or something.
1: No. I don't think that's a good idea. That's not a good idea at all. Something might happen. They could change the locks on my door, put all my belongings out on the curb. You live in fear. This is all I have, and I won't let them take it away from me.
2: What if I could show you something better?
1: I knew it. You're selling something. Some mobile home retirement community out in the suburbs, I suppose. 55 and older, leisure activities, and fun with other seniors. Am I right? Something like that? Well, you can just forget about it. I'm not interested, and I can't afford it anyway.
2: You misunderstand. Like I said before, I'm not selling anything.
1: And if you're not selling anything...
2: You play chess, Mr. Fielding? Without appearing to move from her chair, Miss Terry has the chessboard
0: and pieces from the bookshelf and begins to set them up on the side table between them.
1: Well, it's been a while. Nobody to play with, you see. Tibble's no use for that sort of thing.
2: Would you like to play with me?
1: Sure. Are you any good?
2: I've played the game before.
1: I might be a little rusty. It's been a while.
2: (laughs) It's likely been longer for me than for you.
1: I doubt that. You're young and I'm an old man. I probably haven't played since before you were born.
2: If I win, Mr. Fielding, you take a walk with me.
1: Oh, I see. Forcing the old man to get some fresh air and exercise, huh? What happens if I win? White moves first. I know that. Howard moves his piece, and
2: the game commences. You know, Mr. Fielding, I was expecting to see you sooner.
1: Well, with your caseload and all, I imagine you're very busy. But no skin off my nose, right? I've been doing okay, as you can see. Healthy as an ox. I take no medication. Make sure you write that down in my file. There's no need to see a doctor, is there? You caused me to come looking for you. I didn't even know you wanted to see me. I don't have a phone, but I get my mail okay. If you sent a letter, I'm sure I didn't receive it. I'm not in some kind of trouble, am I? I haven't been avoiding you. I've been right here the whole time. You always know where you can find me. Did I miss an appointment or something? I'm sure I don't remember.
2: What do you last remember?
1: I guess... I'm a bit confused.
2: That's why I'm here.
1: Hey, you're not here to ship me off to some old folks' home, are you? That would just kill me.
2: No, nothing like that. But don't you want something more than this? You've made yourself a prisoner here.
1: Don't you want to be free? To experience new
2: adventures?
1: Oh, come on. It's not so bad. I'm used to it. I feel comfortable here. I'm safe.
2: Is that how you really feel?
1: Where would I go? I don't need to go anywhere.
2: You could travel to the ends of the earth and beyond if you want.
1: I traveled enough when I was in the army. I saw the world. I'm content with my little piece of it right here.
0: Miss Terry moves a chess piece and smiles. Check.
1: Rusty, my foot, you're good.
2: Howard moves the chess piece out of check. Tybalt's not hiding, is he, Mr. Fielding?
1: Of course he is. I told you he was shy. Bit of a grump, too.
2: Tybalt's been gone for quite a while, hasn't he? Gone? You miss him, don't you?
1: I talk to him every day.
2: Do you remember the day when he stopped coming out? When he stopped sitting in your lap, purring while you did the crossword? Stopped rubbing against your leg and eating treats from your hand? Howard nods, unable to speak. That was a sad day for you, wasn't it?
1: He was my friend. He loved me.
2: You were together a long time.
1: Seventeen years.
2: Tybalt had a great life, but he was old. He was done with this world. It was time for him to move on.
1: Things have never been the same around here since.
2: There's a knock at the door, followed by a jingle of keys.
1: Who could that be?
2: The
0: jingle of keys increases, and the front door is opened, but stopped by the chain.
3: Police, Mr. Fielding! Please open the door!
1: Police? he never comes out
3: please open the door mr. fielding I'm here to check on your well-being I've got the super with me too
1: police and management you see miss Terry you thought I had no reason to be paranoid well they're here to kick me out at last
3: we're entering the apartment mr. fielding
0: the officer wearing latex gloves uses bolt cutters to snip the chain and the door opens the officer enters first Followed by the manager with a handkerchief in one hand and a large set of keys in the other. The officer, holding a flashlight, scans the apartment, paying no notice to Howard or Miss Terry, then walks slowly toward the bedroom. The manager is right behind
1: him. Now, see here, I object to this intrusion. You have no right to be here. Somebody better replace the chain on that door. This is an outrage!
0: The officer opens the bedroom door and enters while the manager stops at the doorway and brings the handkerchief to his nose and mouth. Are you listening to me?
1: Yep. That's him, all right. That's old man fielding.
0: The police officer exits the bedroom, closes the door, and gets on his radio. Station 2, this is 3 David requesting forensics and coroner dispatch to
3: 45 twenty Eighth Avenue.
1: This is my home, and I demand that you leave immediately. You don't think he was murdered, do you? I can't have that sort of gossip going around the building.
3: There seems to be no signs of foul play. The door was locked from the inside.
1: Go! Get out!
3: Windows are locked too. If you ask me, looks like the old man died in his sleep.
1: That's good. That's peaceful, right? Natural causes?
3: It's the way I'd want to go. Look. You'll need to leave. Great idea. I need to secure the scene.
1: What? You thought I wanted to stay here?
3: I'll need a copy of Fielding's rental application and possibly any other items you may have. You keep a file, right?
1: Sure. It's in the office. Let's have a look. And you better replace that chain. Do you hear me? The officer and
0: manager exit the apartment and close the door behind them.
1: Good heavens, can you believe it? Barging into a man's home, breaking his locks, and then paying no attention to me, like I don't matter, like I don't have rights. Not to mention, they didn't even acknowledge you, a a lady, in their presence. I didn't even see a search warrant. Did you? How long has Tibbled been gone? Do you see what I'm up against, what I'm dealing with
2: here? Think for a minute, Mr. Fielding. How long has it been? I
1: don't know. A while. I've been getting so bad about time lately. I know. I can check my newspapers. I have them in order. Newest on the top, oldest on the bottom. If you give me some time, I think I can pinpoint the exact date for you.
0: He goes to his knees to rummage through the stack of
1: newspapers on the floor. I remember the crossover was themed. It was aviation, or mythology. Mr. Fielding, you need to let go. Uh, Tybalt and I, we...
2: You're done here. You're through with this world, like Tybalt. It's time to move on.
1: But I'm afraid.
2: That's why I'm here. I've come to help you, to guide you along to the other side. Are you ready for that walk now?
1: Is it scary? Will it hurt?
2: Not at all. There's no more pain.
1: What's out there? What's waiting for me?
2: Everyone you ever loved or cared about who've passed on before you. Plus many more wonderful things. There's nothing to fear. I think you'll enjoy it.
1: Will I see Tybalt?
2: He's waiting for you now.
1: Can I... can I hold your hand, Miss Terry?
2: Of course.
1: And you won't let go?
2: Not until you want
0: me to. (sighs) Howard takes a deep breath and takes her hand.
1: Okay. I'm ready.
0: They walk toward the door and Miss Terry opens it. White light pours through. Wait. Howard suddenly stops. He retrieves the canister of cat treats from the table.
1: They're his favorite.
0: They exit hand-in-hand through the doorway and into the bright light.
3: You're listening to Scintillating Stories, featuring Rent-Controlled Apartment, written by John McKinley, adapted for radio play by Ghislaine. Featuring the voices of Daniel May, Ryan of Intervision, Valerie Smith, Ghislaine, and Stephen Fardman. Edited by Producer Ryan, produced by InterVision Entertainment and What Happens After 2 a.m., with music provided by freemusicarchive.org, and artwork for the Scintillating Stories logo by the amazingly talented Lindsay Payton. Special thanks to Producer Kendra for encouraging our mission of sharing stories with the world. Catch more shenanigans from InterVision Entertainment on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. And of course, on our website, intervisionentertainment.com, where you can also buy tickets to catch Scintillating Stories live in San Diego. Oh, and please find us on all the social media apps you use. We're there, and we're looking for you. Finally, help keep the vision alive, and consider donating to InterVision Entertainment on Patreon.com.